God. I say happy Resurrection Sunday, Metro City Church. Resurrection, he is alive. There is no need to bow your heads in sorrow. You have a place in heaven because he has defeated death. You do not have to wait. You can praise him now. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. Where are all my prayer warriors? My real prayer warriors. The ones that when we need you, you go right to battle through prayer. Where are my prayer worshipers? You know, the ones who begin to pray and before you finish, it's hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. I'm speaking to each and every one of you today. I want you to raise your heavenly love language and I want you to use it. And if you do not have, or if you have not met the Holy Spirit, then today you should expect to meet him here because you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said you will be filled with the Holy Spirit if you have not met him today. He is here. He has already made his way. I am proud to open my mouth and say something about the Lord. That is what prayer is for. It is a time to gratify him, to thank him, to give him your requests. This is our time. Lift up your language as we thank the Lord for what he has done, for his sacrifice, for his love, for his forever, forever mercy, for his gratefulness, for his power, for his strength, for his wisdom and his knowledge, for his healing. We thank you, Lord. Gratefulness for Jesus' sacrifice. He has provided us with a place to kneel before our Father into eternal, eternal life. He has provided through his sacrifice a way for us to walk into the heavens. He has provided by stretching his body wide, by being pierced in his side, a place for us to kneel before the Father God. We have been sinful. He has provided a gateway for us. He has bridged the gap by stretching his arms on that cross, by being pierced in his hands, by being nailed by his feet. Lord, we thank you for your great, we are grateful for the sacrifice that you have provided for us. You have provided a place for us so that we can kneel before the Father. You have provided for us, Lord God, forgiveness of sins, Lord God. Sin that owed us death, but you have given us eternal life because you have given up your life. I had a conversation with my son. I said to him, he said, why did they kill Jesus? I said, they didn't kill Jesus. He gave up his life on our behalf so that we can live today, so that we can praise his name, so that we have a place to go when we lay down and rest eternally. The Lord is good. His sacrifice was awesome. Thank you, Lord God, for the connection that you provide to us from your sacrifice to the word of God. I thank you, Lord God, that it feeds our soul. I thank you, Lord God, that you've paid a greater price, Lord God, than any addiction, than any issue of pride, than any matter of unforgiveness, for any rejection, Lord God, your sacrifice, Lord God, you faced it, Lord, you took on our sins, Lord, and you gladly, Lord God, took wounds to your back, to your body, to your head, to your face, Lord God, so that we can stand tall, so that we can look like you want us to look, so that we can praise you, Lord God, so that we can overcome every addiction, so that we can overcome uh, physical and mental and all kinds of hurts and sorrows. Lord God, you are good. 
I thank you, Lord God, for the healing of every pain, Lord God, emotional pain. Jeremiah 33, 6 says, Behold, I will bring it health and healing, and I will heal them, and I will reveal to them an abundance of peace and truth. Lord God, we thank you for prayers over our emotions, Lord God. Heal the brokenhearted and bind up our wounds. Lord God, heal the heavy spirits. Give them unspeakable joy, Lord God. Remove depression and suicidal thoughts. Thank you, Lord God. Those things do not overwhelm us and they will not overwhelm our children. Thank you, Lord God, that you give us strength, Lord God, to check ourselves, Lord God, so that we're more compassionate to those who have caused us emotional pain and discomfort. Lord God, in Mark 5, 34, you said, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed. How many of you need healing? Lord God, I thank you for the healing over my body. I thank you for the healing over these bodies, Lord God. I thank you for the authority to speak to the bones. I thank you, Lord God, for the authority to speak to the the, the, the muscles, the tendons, every part of our bodies, Lord God, we come against cancer. We come against heart disease. We come against high blood pressure. We come against mental illness. Lord God, we come against issues of the digestive systems. Lord God, we come against every hurt and harm that comes to the body that is not like you. Your word said that we could be healed by our faith, Lord, and we lift our faith today. And we give you the faith, Lord God, that you deserve because your blood is more powerful than any blood there is. Lord God, it is pure, it is powerful, and it is what we need to heal our bodies, Lord. We speak it and we send it out in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for physical hurts, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, and come against anything that would try to deteriorate the body. Lord God you Lord have you, you have taken 39 stripes for every illness Lord God for every hurt and I thank you Lord God I apply that blood over each and every person Lord God I thank you that even in our standing here we can even send that blood Lord God to those who did not make it today but Lord God I thank you that your word said that you would do what you said and that you would heal our bodies Lord God I thank you for relational healings Lord God reconcile broken marriages Lord God bring clarity and courage to those to have tough conversations that want to walk away. I thank you, Lord God, for being healed from all misunderstandings. I thank you that you can reconcile families, Lord God. You can reconcile friendships, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you will reconcile our relationships with you. And I thank you, Lord, that there will be nothing that will stand in our way from doing what we have to do for you, Lord. I bless you, Lord, for financial wealth, Lord God. We can't manage your kingdom, Lord, with no finances. Lord, I thank you that you will rearrange our thoughts on tithing and offering, Lord God. I thank you that we will support our church, Lord God. We will support each other, Lord Jesus. Release a blessing that would overflow, Lord, into the storehouses, the bank accounts, the homes, and the lives of others that represent you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for increases in on, on, from promotions on our jobs. We thank you for promotions on top of promotions, Lord God. We thank you for strategies, Lord, on how to save our funds, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that in this first fruit season, Lord God, that you will awaken a offering, Lord God, like none other. I thank you that it will begin today. Lord God, resurrect our finances, Lord. Well, we have been poverty-minded, Lord. I thank you for wealth. I thank you for good wealth, Lord God. I thank you for running over into all of the lives of Metro members, Lord, and all of those who are attached to us, Lord God. We test you 
in this area, Lord God, for you said that we could test you in the area of finances, Lord, and we do that today, Lord God, humbly, Lord God. We give to you to support all the needs of Metro, all the needs of your kingdom, Lord God. We thank you that we would not hold on to things, Lord God, that we can't take with us, but that we will open our hands, Lord God, and for every seed that we plant, Lord God, there will be groves and groves, generations and generations of financial blessings. We trust you in this area, Lord God, and Lord, we ask that you would give us a resurrection of our dreams, Lord. The way you held on to us, Lord God, that was your dream. You dreamed, Lord God, of a kingdom full of people who serve you, who love you, who do as you say, Lord God, who follow your will, Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, that we are a part of your resurrection, Lord God. We are a part of your resurrection, Lord. We will help to resurrect the, the, the word of God. We will help to resurrect the love of God. We will help to resurrect the church and the people who are of this church with other people who are not of this church, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for keeping us on track despite our detours. Lord, we thank you that the resurrection is real. We thank you that you live within us each and every day. When we open our eyes, Lord God, you have already gone before the Father on our behalf, and I thank you for it, Lord God. I thank you that there will be no prayer unheard. I thank you, Lord God, that even when we moan, you understand us, Lord. We will not allow the rocks to cry out on our behalf. We will open our mouths. We will say to the Lord, you are good, you are well, you are love, Lord, and we thank you for it. We please, God, refresh our creativity give us a creative mind Lord God refresh our dreams refresh our imagination Lord God resurrect our imagination Lord so that we don't put you in a box Lord God our dreams are bigger than what we can handle Lord God we can only accomplish them when you are alongside of us and Lord we thank you for it we thank you for your dream of total salvation for your children and we will be accomplished through us Lord God because we live to serve you and we live Lord God because of your resurrection we live because of your sacrifice we live Lord God because of your willingness to go before the enemy Lord God and be beaten and bruised Lord God you gave your life you didn't just hold back Lord God even in one anxiety and when the enemy came to tempt you you stood firm you stood firm towards the enemy Lord God and I thank you for being a model Lord God of what love looks like of what strength looks like of what overcoming looks like Lord God I thank you Lord God that you look like us Lord God we are made in your image and I bless you for it today Lord God and if any of you believe that you should to say happy resurrection day and hallelujah to the one who has saved your life hallelujah to the one who has shed blood hallelujah to the lamb hallelujah because he is worthy despite how you're feeling you should reach down you should think use your mind use your imagination and think back to where you would have been i know where i would have been i know where i could have been i know where i should have been but because he took the time and he stood and he, he bore a cross on his back he had his face ripped apart he was stabbed in his side he was beaten on his legs he was pierced in his hands he was pierced in his feet he was denied his monies he was denied his father but he still he marched on to, so that you can have life and today we will celebrate the Lord about three I need my star uh excuse me is Ashley oh excellent if you would please take your place your makeup artist I'm sorry please we must freshen up her face this morning 
Excuse me, the, the makeup artist, please excuse me. Coming, okay, all right. Ladies, we have about, actually, yes, we have about three minutes before show gets started, and then we'll be, we'll, you'll hear the, uh, the welcome music, and then we'll be, be off and running. You ready? Yes. All right, just three more minutes, all right? show you mean this war zone <laughs> I heard about those guys last week you know what the worst part about all of this debate is I've been grappling with some of these questions myself like what Ooh. girl I see, I promise. <laughs> thank you it's too much you're just gonna have to wait and find out well anyway your face is big thank you <laughs> debate where you get to decide who's right and who's wrong. I am your host, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. All over the world, today is Easter Sunday. So that means we get to have a little bit of fun, right? I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia with this amazingly beautiful studio audience. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yes. Do you have your paddles? Great. All right, let's, let's test them out just a little bit. Metro Creative Team, we're gonna, we're gonna start, start out with um, a little bit of Easter fun. And we know there's nothing better than the fried chicken on Easter than the Easter outfits, okay? So let's vote on some Easter outfits. What do you say? Are, is your outfit better than the Easter outfits that are gonna show us right now? I see a lot of yeses. Okay, there we go, good job. All right, we are almost... <laughs> Oh, there's another one. Do you have any more or was that all? I think that was it. Good job, guys. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be ready to introduce you to our teams. Thank you. Welcome to all of our first-time visitors. This is Metro News. Here's what's happening. Entrepreneurs and aspiring business leaders, join us May 4th for a leadership symposium with Dr. David Malapo. Dr. Malapo is renowned for his work with Billy Graham and Promise Keepers South Africa. He will also be with us for our Sunday celebration on May 5th. We look forward to seeing you there. Mid of Metro. There will be a men's network meeting Saturday, April 27th at 3 p.m. at Top Golf. Destiny training and life classes have resumed Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Join us for Monday morning glory corporate prayer, Monday mornings at 5 a.m. Metro marketing needs a few good men and women. If you have an acumen with social media, graphic design, 
website design, or video production, we are looking for you. Please contact Pastor Tiffany Johnson for more information. Stay connected with all the happenings at Metro with Metro City Church app. If you haven't already downloaded the app, take a few moments to scan this QR code with your smartphone and download the app now. And once you've downloaded the app, or if you already have it on your phone, please be sure to fill out the survey about our celebration services. Just go into the app and tap on the Get Connected tab. We greatly appreciate your input. Thanks for watching this edition of Metro News. Our team. Okay, so ladies, let me hear you say, Ew. get ready because you're in for a treat because I have some eye candy for you. Oh, All right, you've waited long enough. To my left, give it up for Rodney Johnson II and Eddie James, representing the insurgents. And to my right, none other than Ricardo Harris Jr. and Jalen Russell representing the Kingsmen. I told y'all they were fine. All right, these men may be handsome, but they are forces to be reckoned with. And today is gonna be a day for the books. Now, gentlemen, I heard about what happened last week, and I will have none of that on my show today. Understood? We will have a debate with class, with dignity, and with sportsmanship. Are you ready? Let's get it on. Okay. Question number one. In a day and age where the political climate is polarized. Lines of morality seem to be blurred and we seem to be left to our own whims. There is a question that I believe is of the utmost importance. It is a question that has traveled throughout the ages of time. It has been discussed everywhere from the highest forums of education to the barbershop and perhaps maybe even your own dining room table. Our first question, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus God? Kingsman, you won the coin toss earlier. The floor is yours. Thank you, Ashley. Resolve. Jesus is, in fact, God. We must start with the proper context. The first four books of the New Testament are four depictions of the man Jesus Christ. Let's see what they had to say about him. John, the one whom Jesus called his best friend, said that his own cousin, John the Baptist, called Jesus the Messiah. When Jesus asked Peter if he knew of his real identity, 
Peter responded with an answer that Jesus himself said was not revealed by flesh and blood. When the woman was at the well speaking to Jesus, he gave her hope by confirming that he was the Messiah. He did more miracles from cover to cover of the good book more than any other person. And right before he died, the powers that be crucified him because of who he said that he was. If you compile all the stories of the men and women that knew him, they were all convinced that Jesus was God. Even the way we explain history and times today are based off the life and death of this great man because it was at his resurrection that time was changed from B.C. to A.D. Let me end this statement by saying this. Given all the facts, they mean nothing unless you believe. That was a way to start us off, Mr. Russell. Insurgents, you're up. Thank you, Ashley. Glad to be here. Jesus is, in fact, not God. He is a man. My opponent so eloquently listed several events supposedly canonized in this ancient book. The Bible didn't even exist until 400 years after Jesus' alleged resurrection. How can you trust information passed down from word of mouth? Everyone has played the telephone game as a child, correct? Well, so we all know what happens when people tell stories. I could start off by saying something as simple as I love you, but by the time that message is relayed to the last person, it's as silly as we're eating spaghetti on a Sunday. 400 years? There's no way this book can be trusted. My opponent was correct, and I quote, giving all the facts, the meaning, the meaning is nothing this, you know what, I'll say this. It means nothing unless you believe. And I am forced to not believe in this book because you have proven nothing. Because Jesus may have been a good-hearted subject in this old book. You have failed in proving that this man is God because I simply do not believe in your book. Ooh. Well, that was a pretty strong first round, but audience, the turn is yours. Based on these arguments presented on our question, is Jesus God? What do you say? Yes or no? Hmm. Insurgents, it looks like you won that round. It's your point. We'll be right back after these messages. This commercial is brought to you by JC. 
the real man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Have you been enjoying yourself so far? Good. All right, are you ready for our second question of the debate? All right, here we go. With the existence of terminal illness, global natural disasters, the increasing crime rate, evil is running rampant in the world at large. Some would say that there is no way a loving God could exist with such evil in this world. Question number two, ladies and gentlemen. Does the existence of evil prove the non-existence of God? Insurgents, you're up. Resolved. The existence of evil proves the non-existence of God. This God you're talking about, he's all-knowing, all-powerful, and yet he created a world in which he knew in advance would fall apart after he created it. He knew that we would have sickness and atrocities and suffering. He knew we would have slavery, the world wars, and the Holocaust. And note, these all took place A.D. Tell me something, Kingsman. How is it that darkness can be so much more prevalent than the light of your God? That's not even logical. The two cannot coexist. There is no way any God, let alone your God, can exist. Resolved. God exists and rules despite evil. And I understand my opponent's position. But this is another age-old question that is simply very painful. And pain is very, very real. However, the purpose of pain is to warn us when something is wrong. All of us. But first, before I get too deep, we must examine the assumptions that lie within this question. I need to make it clear why this question is even relevant, so let me ask you a question, insurgents. When you say that there is evil, you're also assuming that there is good. Am I correct? Okay. And when you assume that there is good, aren't you also assuming that there is a such thing as a moral law? You know, to differentiate between good and evil. If there is a moral law, then you also have to assume that there is a law giver. If there is no law giver, then there is no moral law. If there is no moral law, there is no good. If there is no good, there is no evil. God, in his infinite wisdom, uses pain to teach us when something is wrong. So again, I ask, what was your question? 
The reason that he won't eradicate it is because the evil is how we understand when something is wrong. Listen, insurgents, let me, let me borrow from the great author, C.S. Lewis. And if you don't know who he is, I'm sure you've seen Chronicles of Narnia, yes? Google him. He was a known atheist before converting over to Christianity until one day he thought a man has no understanding of what a crooked line is if he first does not understand what a straight line is. <laughs> the truth needs no help, but a lie needs truth for merit and credibility. Here's the truth. God is all loving. God is all-powerful and evil exists. You have relegated God to your intellectual human experience, but God goes beyond human understanding. And this is just one of those tough questions that we're all going to have to grapple with. But I, I believe in God's ability to use his good evil for his good. It's just that our definition of good does not match. It does not align. It doesn't fix with our comprehension of pain. Wow. Very nice, gentlemen. Kind of reminds me of maybe when a parent is taking their child to get shots. Maybe the temporary pain has an ultimate purpose of good. Well, audience, it is your turn to decide. Based on these arguments, does the existence of evil prove the non-existence of God? Yes or no? Good job, Kingsman, the point is yours. We'll be right back after these messages. told you it was the war zone. Yeah. And did you hear that last question? I mean, that one has been a really challenge for me myself. Yeah. I know. I heard about your dad. You know, Nish, this has been the hardest thing I could ever imagine going through in life. I, it's hard to tell what the difference between good and evil is these days. I understand, but maybe you need to change your definition of good. Your mercy survives, it outlasts my fears, it outlasts my strife, to do everything right, when my will is tired, and I've lost my mind, I will sing, my soul will boast in you. Yeah, I will bless you, Lord. My soul will boast in you. Yeah, so. Ch 
was a little real for me. sure if you're anything like me, as you can see, it has challenged you to your core. We have one final question, so here we go. Are you ready, fellas? All right. <clears throat> this debate has dichotomized everything within the scope of good and evil. It has challenged us to decide if we should even believe in Jesus Christ. But there's one final question. Is Jesus irresistible? Insurgents. Resolve. Jesus is not irresistible. There are too many choices in life. What do you say to a person who has never heard a fly but happens to be a Buddhist. Are you going to, is he going to burn in a lake of fire? 
Christianity isn't perfect. You Christians have proven this over and over again. Shall I mention the preachers that were in the news? Yes, Jesus is resistible. I will not submit to a religion that demonize good people just because they don't believe in Jesus. And quite frankly, he's just another option. Resolve. Jesus is irresistible. If a man is able to predict his death and resurrection and pull it off, then maybe I need to listen to all that he says. If I believe in Buddha, then I'm doomed to be reincarnated as an ant. If I believe in Hare Krishna, my identity is reduced to my desires. If I serve Allah, everything is over-sexualized because heaven is full of virgins waiting for me, and that's too much for me to handle. I don't know about you men out there, but just one wife is more than enough for me. And I want to believe in a God who is intimately involved in the details of my life despite my flaws. Absolutely, Jesus is irresistible. You know, I'd like to add to my partner's argument. You're right, Eddie, there are too many options. There are too many rules. Jesus goes against everything that I feel and know and want. If I go his way, I'll be bored and deprived. I'll never be happy. Jesus imposes on my human nature to conform to the standards of your Bible. I'm not going to stand in line for that at all. I'm not going to deny my natural human desires just to please some maybe God or his son or the word or the ghost that came back. If I believe in that, I'd be some lonely, schizophrenic virgin. And what is irresistible? Anyway, feeding my family is irresistible. I go so far as to say that Instagram is irresistible. But um, also, a million dollars is irresistible. But Jesus Christ being irresistible after 2,000 years of his death, <laughs> I would think that if the audience has even a shroud of logical, cognitive, discretional ability, then you will agree the only irresistible option in this entire debate, if that's what the Kingsmen want to call this, is the obvious answer of no. You mean what's irresistible to me, right? This goes far beyond any scripture that you don't believe. Love is the greatest thing that we need. Think about this, someone who loves you more than you love yourself, to deny that is the ultimate evil. You don't have to have a Bible to be saved. 
400 years, the book. You don't have to have a Bible to be saved. The person that introduced me to Jesus was my Bible. Love in the middle of my sin. That's irresistible. My friends, joy in the middle of difficulty and pain. That is irresistible. Unexplainable peace in a world where evil prevails. That is irresistible. When I believed, my very nature, it changed. You said something earlier, a million dollars. A heaven-sent million-dollar idea. That ain't too bad. I'm not mad at that. Plus, I can feed my family, get a car. Yeah, I can do some things. But what do I have to do to get that? I have to believe in Jesus. I have to believe that when he went to the cross, he was thinking of me. He was thinking of you. That when he rose from the dead, it was myself that was supposed to die. When I believed, my very nature changed. Where I used to want women, I now have a wife. Where I used to desire to have money to spend it frivolously, I'm now building a legacy. Where happiness used to be my number one priority, now I get to please the one who makes me happy. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And to top it all off, I have the privilege and the honor of having this conversation with you and with you about the one who I love. I want you to look me in my eyes and tell me that you don't see the confidence that I have. This confidence is not in anything that I have ever done, but it is in my inability to resist the Lord, Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your turn to vote on our final question. Is Jesus irresistible? Great job, Kingsmen. Let's give it up for the Kingsmen. Quite frankly, they've given me a lot of answers that I've been searching for myself, and I have to make a decision. Can I resist Jesus any longer? Can you resist Jesus any longer? This has been another episode of The Great Debate, where you get to decide. Thanks for watching. Fear is changing, nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of the name.
okay? Happy Easter. Turn to somebody and say, I hope you know which side really won. Would you love that? Speak the name. Amazing, isn't it? On this Easter Sunday, I decided that in attempting to follow the Lord, I decided that we needed to do something a little different today. As we prepare to um, go back into the world, into your world, to your homes, to your children, to your jobs, to live a life every week, and for many of us, with the same old routine, Sunday is a breaking of the routine to remind us about him. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. pray because you know my wife was right Carolyn she said Easter somehow invaded our celebration of Jesus resurrection so it's traditional for us to dress different by the way you look absolutely splendid I know you were bowing your heads. Turn it again and say, you look great. Wow. So I'd like to, I'd like to ask a favor. Could you uh, repeat the dress next Sunday? And so the Lord needed to leave an impression with his disciples that would never go away. He needed them to remember something and not forget it. I was thinking about it this week because we had such great meals together, but how many of you know that a meal, as great as it can be, is nothing if the person you're eating it with, you're angry with. And likewise, a meal is an amazing thing when you eat with people you love and care about. Few things in life are um, as powerful and meaningful. And some of you today can still remember that meal at that restaurant and what you had. Of course, if you forgot, just pull up your Instagram because today I learned that everybody takes a picture of their meal. Jesus knew how to make an impression, so what he did, he gathered with his disciples and he, um, he said, I want to eat this meal with you. And he took the cup that they all drank from and he took the bread that was one loaf and he broke the bread into pieces and he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. He'd never spoken like this before to them this bread Jesus said is my body which is broken for you so he painted a picture for them his blood and his body 
He said, take this cup. In Luke's version, he said, share it among yourselves. After he blessed it. And he took the bread, broke it, and he blessed it. And he gave it to them. And they all ate. And then he said, every time you do this, remember me. Remember what I suffered. And he hadn't suffered yet. Remember what it looked like. And he had not yet hung there. He was about to. As many times, he says, as you do this, as many times as you eat this meal, he said, don't forget about me. In other words, when you come together and you drink from the, from the cup and you eat bread and you blessed it, I want you to remember me. Raise your hand if you understand. Our celebration today is not about bunny rabbits and Easter eggs. Yeah, bunny rabbits are so cute, so cuddly, fuzzy, reproducing animals. And I don't know about you, but we used to run around the yard and find the Easter eggs. But I got to tell you, this meal we eat today represents something absolutely gory and hideous. Pictures cannot de depict enough of how, how hideous it really was to rip a man's flesh open, to beat him with a whip made of glass and bone so that when you whip him it tears his flesh off his back. Easter bunnies don't show you the picture of two, three inch thorns pressed down in a man's head creating pressure upon pressure. releasing blood streaming down his face to beat a man past recognition. Actually, that's what the Bible says. The prophet Isaiah said he was marred beyond the form of a man. Today, I want you to remember because everything Jesus went through was for you. Would you turn to your neighbors and everything he went through was for you. I want my help to come and I want to serve you. If you would allow me today, I would love to serve you a meal. Maybe one of the most important meals you could ever eat. And when you receive this meal today, don't open it yet. I'd like us to eat this meal together. Because I want this meal to remind you about something. It's sort of like a, what the song says. 
always remember remember this Jesus Jesus always remember Jesus Jesus always keep him on your mind come on sing it with you always always remember Jesus Jesus always remember Jesus Jesus always keep him on your mind the name of Jesus is beautiful beautiful the name of Jesus is beautiful beautiful so beautiful always keep him Don't be afraid of the arrow at night, nor the danger that lurks during the day. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. All your ways, always keep him. I told you that um, the reason why Jesus endured such pain and suffering was simply to take your place and buy for you what you could not buy for yourself. What if I told you that all of the disappointment of your life, all of the broken dreams of your life, that you don't have the power to resurrect, this day celebrates Jesus resurrecting your dreams. Tell your neighbor, Jesus wants to resurrect your dreams. Someone might say, but I don't deserve for my dreams to be resurrected. The life I've lived, the things I've done, I don't deserve 
to have the good things that God wants for me. God knows what's in my heart and he knows what I've done. Every thought I've ever thought, every hideous sin I've ever committed, he knows it. How could a God love me so much and still forgive me? How could a God who loves me so much love me enough to bear all of my punishment, all the pain I should have received, he received from me. All the evil that should have come upon me, he allowed it to come upon him. The mystery of the cross is that men look at that and they cannot believe that God would love you and me so much that instead of pouring out his righteous indignation on us, he decides to cancel the debt. To wipe away not only what you did, but the scars that were left when you did it. It's a mystery. And only people who believe can receive it. Tap your neighbor and say, you got to believe to receive it. It is beyond logic. You're on your fourth divorce. And you're about to marry somebody else. And you're making sure they got money. Ain't nobody talking to me today. And you find yourself in the... Easter service and Jesus reminds you that he knows how to forgive you. Or you just can't seem to break the bondage. You love the Lord but you can't seem to get away from the stuff that keeps pulling you back down to a life of condemnation. You did real good. You, you walked away from the bottle. Thank God you threw away the needle. You even stopped getting legal prescription drugs. But for the life of you, you cannot keep that joint out your mouth. I'm sorry, it got a little quiet just then right there. Jesus came to break our addictions. What would it take for the power of God to break my addiction? It would take the suffering of the Savior. It would take 39 lashes on his back. You know what it would take? It would take thorns on his head. It would take nails in his hands so God would give you the control over yours. It would take nails in his feet so God could direct your path. It would take a spear in his heart to break his heart so yours could be healed. The prophet said he was a man acquainted with griefs and sorrows. Another translation said he was acquainted with sicknesses and pains. And some of you have wrestled because you can't get rid of it. Today, 
when we take this meal for those who believe the Lord heals you. Not because you deserve it. Not even because you're worthy of it. The unimaginable, the unexplainable is that God, God would become us so that God could pour on himself the righteous punishment that we deserve to break every addiction to heal every disease to restore every God-given dream because the resurrection proves that what was dead can come alive. Look at your neighbor there. The resurrection proves that whatever was dead can come alive. Even if your heart's been dead toward God because you won't forgive God for something that's happened to you or happened around you, you won't forgive God for it. If you will remember what Jesus did today, he can heal your heart. God can give you peace but most men run around without peace because they know they don't deserve peace but put it this way they created so much hell, created so much hell they wouldn't dare think that God would give them peace but that's not the God you serve tell your neighbor God is not mad with you Lord have mercy have mercy Find another person. Look them right in the eyes. I'm giving you a message. I'm giving you a message. And it is true. God is not mad with you. Ooh. I want to eat this meal with you, but before we eat this meal, I just got to say something to you. In order for you to receive what this meal brings, There's something you have to do, you should do. You should admit, I'm the one wrong. You're the one that's right. Before you eat this meal, you should have the courage. May God grant you the courage to see that the way you were going that you know in your mind, I, I know I'm not supposed to, but I'm going anyway. Have you ever been there? I know it ain't right, but I, I'm going anyway. Am I alone? Have you ever been there? If it's so wrong, why does it feel so right? One, two, testing, three, four. Anybody there? This meal represents God's incredible sacrifice of himself for you. The ultimate evil is turning away from his love. The ultimate selfishness is saying, I want what I want when I want what I want, regardless of what it costs or who gets hurt. 
evil is seeing that, that I'm wrong and there can be a change, but I choose not to. May God give you grace today to make the right choice because it is a matter of choice. As much as he loves you, as much as he cares for you, no man wants to marry a woman that don't want him unless there's something wrong with him. I hope I'm talking to the right people. And God, your heavenly father, can I put it this way? He wants you to want him because he sure enough wants you. Won't you so bad he'd be willing to say, don't execute him, I'll take his place. And to be sure that it was accepted, God himself did the unthinkable. How are you going to take the world's, the world's most powerful army Turn Jerusalem upside down looking for a body that they thought somebody stole. How are you going to take the world's finest technology at that time? Search high and low to prove that they stole a man's body. Yes, right, right. These frivolous Hebrews, right, defeat a squad of Roman soldiers trained to kill or be killed while they're killing because they know if I don't complete this assignment, I'm dead. Gonna come, beat them, roll the stone away and steal the body. Look at your neighbor and say, that's foolishness, that's foolishness. He did the unthinkable. He rose from the dead. And the reason why he rose is so he could heal you today, forgive you today, touch your life today, erase your sin, break your bondage in the name of Jesus. So Father, this fruit of the vine today as your blood. Lord, this bread as your body, we participate, Lord, today in what you've given us. Every time you do this, every time you take this cup, remember me. Every time you eat this meal, remember me. So take this and eat it and drink all of it, he said. For I'm in a new covenant with you. Thank you, Lord. I create a new covenant with you.
I wish I had the time to tell you about how powerful a covenant is. You have to come back for my series, which starts next week. If you understood how powerful a covenant was, you would understand that what you just ate and what you just drank, God has sealed it, it's so, and he won't change his mind. Rise to your feet, men, women, and, women and men of God. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands to the Lord. And those of you that have a language of prayer, and those of you that don't, pray and thank God. Thank him for his presence. Can you raise your hands to the Lord? Oh, it's like, I would, but I got to get rid of my cup. Okay, it's coming. Lift your hands to the Lord. So the real deal is the Lord wants to, he wants to change what needs to be changed. He wants to heal what's broken and what's sick. Open your mouth and just begin to thank him right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for what you paid for me. I don't deserve it, but I thank you. For those of you that need forgiveness, forgiveness is, forgiveness is here for you. For those of you that need healing in your body, he is here today to heal you. things that you have, hard things that have not been able to break. The Lord Jesus is here that they can be broken for you. And those of you that have been coming to church all your life but you never came to Jesus. This is your time. This is your moment. For those of you that said, Lord, I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to touch my life. I need, Lord, I need your hand. I need your help. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands. If you say, Lord, I need your help today. I need your help today. This Easter, I declare you are, you are the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, sing it with me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord.
been wrestling with a situation that won't break and change. It's just so hard. And you need the Lord. You need the Lord to break those things or change them for you. I want to do this very quickly, so I don't want you to hesitate. I want you just to obey and move. I'm going to ask those of you that said, you know what, I have this situation, and I need the Lord to change it. And I've received today his body, his blood. I want God to bring a change in me. Quickly, could you move to that center aisle right there? And just stand in that center aisle without hesitation. Just move. Thank you, Lord.